Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Yes, once again, for your Friday morning, it is the 1st of October. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Get that's right. No, I know that. So I know, okay. I know, I don't know all the lyrics, but I understand the song? reference. I don't know, but it's a, isn't it about oh. your food stamps coming in? Oh, like, check, DJ, right? could you scratch that for no, us? Because that it? is, um, well, yeah, it's the first of the month. Yeah, that's they, when your check comes in, and then you get to like go party. I thought that was the no. Okay. Well, we got a lot for you today, <laughs> oh, <no>! but <laughs> but not accurate rap references. Oh no! <laughs> but uh, other than that, good morning, everybody. You're listening to Jeanette's planning on Good Morning Aurora. Oh, I failed, I failed this already. Um, the the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It's a lot of things today. It's first Friday. It's it's first Friday. I'm gonna start talking about things I actually do know about, <laughs> about in a little bit. We're gonna journey. Talk about- <laughs> We're going to talk about bridges and infrastructure. Yeah, we got a lot going on. Which, yeah, which I love. I love infrastructure. Who doesn't love municipal infrastructure in the morning? Right. Um, so, 
bridge. I saw a couple things. Bridge report. But tell us about the uh, bridge work. Rural Street Bridge over in your creek. What is the oh, deal? Yeah, okay. So, um, city council meeting happened this week. And one of the things they approved was uh, some a contract for our annual bridge maintenance program. Um, and so they're going to be, which is not like a really big, exciting thing. People are like, yeah, please maintain the bridges like okay, mm-hmm. other than that i don't care as long as i can drive on it right right um but uh what what i did think was kind of interesting out of it is that we spent about we're spending about three hundred thousand dollars on bridge work this year and if you're thinking like well three hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money but not a lot of money to fix a bunch of bridges I would concur with you, like, and right. so would the Federal Highway Administration, um, which, so like every, uh, you know, they get out and they, they inspect all the bridges, like usually the city does it more frequently, right, but then like we have to send reports in to the, to the feds that say like, these are all of our bridges, here's the condition that they're in, this mm-hmm. is, you know, like to make sure that they don't crumble. And um, the way that, uh, and, and you can, as a, as a resident, like as a member, a curious member of the public, you can go look up those bridge reports on a site called bridgereports.com. Which oh, wow. I <laughs> did. <laughs> nice so, and original. Greg, I, good morning, brother. Hey, man, but what? it's direct. It works. And I looked it up. And good news, most of our bridges are actually in pretty good shape. They're all in like fair or better condition. There's a couple like real small ones that mm-hmm. are not looking so good. Uh, there's this one kind of sad one um, in uh, well so I have to t- I have to caveat I was looking this up last night like all of the bridges in town and it was the list was last updated in 2017 but as of 2017 this little bridge over the Indian Creek on rural Street was like kind of crumbling mm-hmm. that I'm sure they've gotten to it by now right township yep. I'm sure because it's a township bridge over there it's un- unincorporated but anyway if you're curious we're going to post the link and you can look up all the bridges in your neighborhood because every time I look at the high street bridge not not too far from my humble abode I think mm, it, it just looks like it could use a little touch up you know that's because of the view and what's around view? it yeah Jalisco's like, doesn't make it appealing man but shout out to Jalisco's no, shout out to Jalisco's but when you're at the top of the bridge and you're looking over at the trains fries. that looks really good that yeah like no it's a scene. good view like it's a good view but like there's some like the like the joints on that bridge they're all like crumbly looking and they replaced some of it lately or in the last year mm-hmm. but like I don't know I always get nervous on that bridge but supposedly it's fine so and Grace, I'm not a bridge mm-hmm. experts by um, any means but greg ellsbury is here good morning greg so i, I apologize about just ranting and saying greg because there's two gregs greg ellsbury and greg zilioli we got a twofer of gregs morning, today Greg. shouts out guys <laughs> and jennifer ryan maiden is here good morning jennifer ryan maiden aisha saxon casildo casey cuevas good morning and yes grace cornell bone thugs and harmony Yes, I knew she would get her up. Could you uh, hit the class for Grace Cornell, please? Let let's <sighs> let's make sure that yeah. All right, we've established I'm not cool. No, 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 you're cool. <laughs> you're cool. I'm you're really cool. cool about bridges. Yeah. So uh, anyway, though, uh, the um, so you can you can go you can check out all of the bridge reports. Um, the some of the smaller ones might end you up <clears throat> in a ditch, but probably not. But um, 
How many bridges does Aurora have? Like a lot. So I didn't find the exact number, uh, but you, but like I, the link that we'll post is like all of the bridges in King County. So mm-hmm. you can like kind of weed through a little bit. Um, and like the the Federal Highway Administration only kind of lists, or in like bridge reports, they only list like the not like a uh, comprehensive list of cities that have a hundred bridges or more we do not have a hundred bridges we have like no no not even when you count like the little guys that go over the creek but how many bridges do we have folks out there listening to the sound of our voices right now the time is 7 a.m let us know anybody know that number put that number in the chat put that number in the chat work on that so anyway um but the this year's bridge uh replacement uh budget is three hundred thousand dollars uh, but if you look in the Federal Highway Administration's records, they'll tell you that there are some bridges that are in need of considerable more work. Uh, for example, the New York Street Bridge as it crosses over the um, the Fox River uh, in right in downtown there. According to them, their estimate was like $7 million, $7.1 million in work. Damn. Yeah. Because the... Um, uh, for a few reasons, the like basically the river is kind of shifting underneath it as rivers are want to do, right? Like, they, well, a river runs through it. A river runs through it, but or under it, the river. Y'all ever seen that movie? No. Okay. Can you hit Control Five? Real quick? No. No. <laughs> no, that's for me though. That's for me. <laughs> so uh, the river that runs under slash through um, is kind of shifting around, and that kind of changes what you want your bridge, like how mm-hmm. you want your bridges constructed. The geometry of the New York Street Bridge, just because it's so old, uh, is not basically it could be like wider, and it it doesn't meet like the modern standards for like how bridges like this the dimensions of what bridges should be. Mm-hmm. It's back in the day, you didn't need such a big shoulder, for example. So um, we have some 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 things there, but it's just um, it. I would like to see more more bridges getting more work just personally it's so like in the in previous administrations this used to be like this was like the crowning achievement of one or one of them right of the Wisner administration they were huge on bridges so if you read uh mayor Wisner's obituary from a few years ago uh it will even mention like he built 12 bridges in 12 years this was like a whole thing that they were trying to get done and right. um it, it sort of stemmed legend has it that uh, it sort of stemmed from the I-35 disaster. Like if anyone remembers um, when that bridge just collapsed up in Minneapolis, like in the middle of, it was like the middle of rush hour and this bridge is like What year was down. that? That was like, hold on, I have a link that will probably tell me. Oh, so time is 8.09 a.m. 2007. 2007, wow. 2007, so that bridge collapsed. It killed 14 people. A whole bunch of other people were seriously injured because of really high bridge, and it like it fell into mm-hmm. the river below, and like yeah, it was and including a bus, like a school bus and stuff. Yeah, it was really awful. And so um, the Wisner, uh, Tom Wisner, goes on this not in my city, like this is not happening campaign, right? And um, he goes on this crusade to repair the bridges. And uh, we, it became this big thing. And I remember we, when we opened the Indian Trail bridges over the river, mm-hmm. it was like we did this huge, it was, I think that was the 10th bridge in the 10th year that we had accomplished so far. And we had White Castles and I ate all of the, because it's right by, the, right by the White Castle and we bought all the crave cases to celebrate. It was like a huge, I, I'm a vegetarian, but I ate like 
a lot of <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of cheeseburgers that day. Anyway, um, so uh, so we went on this huge this like campaign to get all these things built, and and the pace of that has really slowed down. I think recently. Um, and there are plenty of other projects to do, uh, right? So, you know, we've, this has been a, an administration that's really seriously focused on the development or, like, redevelopment of downtown and things, all of these projects that I think people are really in favor of. But I just don't want us to lose sight of not letting bridges collapse. Now, what's this have to do with infrastructure? Well, so bridges are infrastructure. They're one kind of infrastructure. And this infrastructure bill that you may have heard of uh, going through um, or attempting to go through Congress today mm-hmm. uh, is um, uh, sort of log jammed right now because there's uh, so, so if you're listening to the major political discourse, you might have noticed that people in Washington aren't getting along very well these days. Um, I don't know. But uh, so uh, the Biden administration has pushed for this um, Build Back Better campaign is what they've called or a bill, right? To yeah. like this, it's their massive infrastructure. Yeah, bill. they named it a campaign. Yeah. Yes, is the Build Back Better? It's three hundred and or something trillion. It's like three trillion bucks or something over the next ten years. It's like three hundred fifty billion a year or something like that. So, um, and in it, it includes um, roads and bridges and trains and all of these things, right? But then there's also this other piece of it that's like high-speed internet and free community college and childcare and um, it's kind of the what they call like the people infrastructure, and it has a lot more of the green technology infrastructure. Also referred to by some parties as pork. By some parties as pork. By some parties as like... What if we just, you know, made right. these things available and it might make our economy work faster? So, uh, anyway, so we've got the like the the hard infrastructure over here and the people infrastructure over here, and it's causing a logjam because some are saying like, "Well, I'm not going to support this bill unless it also includes all of these things." And people are like, "Oh dear God, just please let us build some bridges." So that's kind of locked up in Congress. So if you're following that right now, the implications are for every community across America because what happens. Uh, is anytime you're trying to build something like a bridge in a, in, a, in a town like ours, you have two pieces, basically, that, that need to move forward. Three, if you count the state, just kind of getting in the way and mucking things up. But like, um, and with the permits and things, permits are important. But um, if you, uh, the first piece is like the, the leadership in your town has to say, this is our priority project. We want to get this done. We're willing to put in some of our own money for it. And then the feds have to come in with the rest of the money and say, oh, you're putting in your money? Okay, then we'll put in our money, right? Um, and so you need to have this big infrastructure spending bill so that we get the that big chunk of money. But you also have to have local support saying, no, we're ready. Like, if you give us this money now, we can reconstruct this bridge mm-hmm. tomorrow, right? These shovel-ready projects are the ones that usually get funded. And so if those aren't on the radar, um, they don't get done as, as fast. So... All right. The time is now 8.14 a.m. Bridge infrastructure. Uh, the end. We have something to tell you about. And this, as you know, qualifies as... Join our youth for the Parade of Nations. Aurora will continue Ooh. the month-long celebration of Hispanic Heritage, Heritage Month. Excuse me, Aurora Avanzando by 
celebrating cultural diversity and youth leadership at the Parade of Nations today, beginning at 6 p.m. outside of City Hall, 44 East Downer Place. Students from Simply Destiny Youth Center, shout out. Shouts all the way out. Yes, that's right. Martin Luna, what's up? Denise Ellsbury, good morning. Uh, Students from Simply Destiny Youth Center will represent 20 Latin countries with a special ceremony that includes brief presentations on each nation, followed by a downtown flag parade led by Aurora Youth. The ceremony will feature a performance from popular nine-year-old mariachi Ryan Cornejo and presentation of Youth Leadership and Community Service Awards. Nine-year-old mariachi leading the thing. What, What am I doing with my life? Like, what was I doing at nine? Well, like, what were you doing at night? I don't, um, reading a book, probably. That's a good thing to be doing at yeah, nine years old. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a mariachi, though. I mean, come on now. Next, we have, uh, don't forget the Citizens Police Academy, hosted by the Kane County Sheriff's Office. This is a free 10-week course providing firsthand knowledge of how policing works in our community. Uh, this is held Wednesdays. From October 6th through December 15th from 6 to 8 p.m. So this Wednesday, first uh, one. So is the first one coming up, yep. Uh, you can register online. We have the link for you. That will be in the chat momentarily. And also, last but not least, the Cups Broad Drive is happening today uh, from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum. Music, local vendors, and a photo booth. This will be an awesome community event. Support a great cause in downtown Aurora. So I feel like that brings us all to First Friday. That's right. That's Yay! right. Yes. Can we get a See, clap for the First Friday? It's not just Day. me cheering. Yay! First of Friday. I think all y'all cheer. Everybody at love, home cheering. Love yes. Friday. Yes. Love Friday. Love things to go to. Yeah, we got uh, we a lot got, of stuff going on. Oh my God, so many things. So you've got the kids parading with the mariachi which and the flags, yep. which is great. We've got the Cubs Broad Drive, and then we've got a whole, like, Oh my goodness, like a list of so many other things. So, uh, Wabanzi is celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month with um, some art, uh, free t-shirt printing, cool. Uh, Santori Library is hosting traditional Peruvian dance and Spanish guitar duo Fernandez and Kimball. All right. So, and an exhibit uh, by Pat Nunez called Mexico, Memories of, of Our Town. Uh, there's a food truck court on Water Street, and it's going to have Grumpy Couch with small cakes, strawberries, barbecue, Aunt V's home run hot dogs, and Harvey's Firebox. Yeah, that's right. Harvey's Firebox is going to be there. What is, what is, a, what is Harvey's Firebox? Uh, Harvey's Firebox is, is like Americana, that? burgers, chicken uh-huh. sandwiches, um, great food. Really like good solid, food. Like, like, so like normal stuff, but like super good. Like Anna. Like oh, on a food truck. On a this food truck. Yeah, it's 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 Well, cuz like, great. you know, like do you remember like like when like 20 years ago when like food on a truck was like the Roach Coach, right? Like I do. So you, like get a but like that cheeseburger on that is sad. But like these days, right? Now it's like food truck. The food truck has been elevated. Now you get better food on the food truck than you get anywhere else. Yeah, no, nah, it's not the uh Right. It's not yeah, the Roach no, Coach. They, got, they brought real ingredients and brought into a truck. Yeah, it's not the it's Roach good. Coach. Solid. So yeah. if you're looking for a bite to eat, head down to the yeah. food court tonight. I lived. Food truck food court. I, uh, I worked at, way once upon a time, I worked at Eco Labs, and there was a food truck. There was a Roach Coach. The Roach Coach style. And then uh, I worked at a company called NASCO, uh-huh. um, which was my actual first job out the military. I lived in San Diego still at that time. Uh, it's a shipbuilding yard. And there was like multiple roach coaches there, and yeah, I don't miss. No, I don't miss because that's a whole element in life. 
Yeah. All that. I don't miss that. It's a moment in yeah. time that we all live through. Yeah, I don't I don't kid, miss that at all. The kids these days getting their empanadas off the food truck, like that's not it's a whole other Right. It's a whole other thing. Y'all got it good now. Yeah, and you can also apparently get a vaccine. You can get a COVID nineteen vaccine today at the food truck food court too. Yes, yeah, so flu that. shots are coming up as well. Yeah, so yep. the VNA have you gotten your flu shot yet? I have not gotten my flu shot yet. I did get but I'm part uh, but I Oh, should I should you, I tell Are you you about to say you don't do the flu shot? No, hell no. Yeah. I, I do the flu. I, I was going to say that, yeah, maybe I'll I'll give them a little sneak peek right now. Yeah, so um, okay. uh-huh. a few of your favorite community organizations are, are organizing. As they do. A, as, as organizations are wont right, to do. <laughs> a uh, COVID-19 and flu drive clinic. It's coming soon. Okay. It's coming soon. So if you don't get one tonight... You can get one then. You will. You have options. You have many it'll, options. It'll be food. Food's we will good. have. Oh man, it's going to be a good time. October fifteenth. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay mark tuned. Your calendar. Yeah, that's right. Mark your calendars to for get, that. To get stabbed in the arm. October fifteenth. Right. Food. By VNA. Yeah. Yeah. Not but not by you. Yeah. No. 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 Either. I'm not just going to be out there. Yeah. Just step like, right up. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sticking my ear? I'm like, don't worry about it. Okay. So I let me see now. We got a new mural that's coming. Tell us about that. We got some new murals. We got two new murals. We've got this. Uh, we, these are murals going in the Skinny Park, uh, as it is called. Wait, nope, wrong link. Oh no. No, that's. Oh no, we're going down. Here we go. Okay, here we go. See, that's why you gotta have. To... I don't. I don't. Come on. I'm come trying, on. I am trying to conserve the paper. Come on. You know, saving trees and stuff. It's all right. You ain't got to buffer this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the city council, one of the committees on the city council just approved some murals that are going to be on on the walls of the Skinny Park. The Skinny Park is like this little, I mean, it's <laughs> calling it a park is kind of funny. It's like this little like walkway alleyway thing uh, between the Water Street Mall and the um, and uh, Broadway, uh, just south of Galena. It leads you into the uh, Riverfront Playhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those little, little walkways out there. But we're getting a mural, a 40 by 28 foot mural by um, JDL Street Art, better known as Judith Dilu, uh, who is Amsterdam based. So this is kind of cool uh, because we have many, many murals all over town, thanks to the fabulous work of Miss Jen Evans over at the um, Public Art Commission mm-hmm. uh, and her whole team over there. Uh, but what's uh, what's neat about this is a lot of the mural artists have been local or Chicago-based, that sort of thing. And we want to celebrate all of our local artists, but it's also um, great to bring in artists from around. The chat the, is lit. It's keep lit. Going. No, keep oh, going. No, keep going. Keep going. No, keep going. No, don't oh, mind no. me. Don't oh, mind no. me. Oh, no. Okay. I have to get out loud. My bad. My bad. So, yeah, so uh, the Amsterdam. Right. Yes. So we've got an artist coming over from Amsterdam to paint this mural. It's going to, um, and we don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet yeah. because the artist comes and she talks to uh, people in the community, kind of gets to know the community first before getting inspired to like paint a mural so right. that will be cool but uh what's neat about it is bringing in someone international who's like internationally known as a mural artist will uh is is the intent is to spear spew spear sp- oh man spearhead i'm si- no i'm spew? Si- spur i'm sp- spur? spur we're spurring but first i'm sipping uh, sipping sip it it, I sip, yeah we can do this we're for jeanette 
Tip them up, y'all, at home. Uh, Tip them up. Do it one more time, because you, you, know, you don't know your rap and everything. So. Oh. Oof. Okay. Because that's how it's it is sometimes. Morning. It's like that. That's how it is. It's like that. It is. Okay. It is. So we're getting a mural artist from Amsterdam. She's super famous. But what that will hopefully spur is uh, art tourism. So people coming out from the city or from other points are, you know, people who are really interested in street mural arts coming to Aurora to see everything that we've got, which is amazing for our local artists, too, because they get to their things um, seen right next to you. Um, you know, are in the same sort of mural tour as international renowned mm -hmm. artists, and it's just a lot of exposure for anybody. So it's, it's great. It's really awesome. Um, and then we're getting a couple of other murals too that are going to be uh, like temporary ones that get repainted every few years. Um, they're like uh, they're supposed to look like vintage, like stamps, vintage stamps that like celebrate the different cultures that uh, exist here uh, in Aurora. So. Um, they're like postage stamps, uh, and the first four are going to be Greece, Brazil, Kenya, and Luxembourg. Nice. So, yes, Aurora is the. Uh, you've um, there are more Luxembourgers in Aurora than in anywhere else in the world, except for Luxembourg and like one other town in Wisconsin. We have like a weird concentration of Luxembourgers. Now let's chop up some names. So Alderman on the committee approved the concept of the artwork, but decided to hold final approval until they see a mock-up of the actual design. Jen Evans estimated that would be available in about nine days, at which time committee members said they would hold a special meeting to vote on the content. Alderman Carl Frankel, the Fifth Ward, shouts out. And as a matter of fact, let me, uh, can you scratch it real quick? Let me tell y'all something about Carl Frankel. We interviewed Carl Frankel way back, over a year ago. Early days. Yeah. Check out that interview. Check out that interview. That man was really candid. All right. Uh, he said, while he likes the idea, quote, he said, I would feel more comfortable seeing it first, end quote. <laughs> uh, the other walls ha will have four smaller murals, 8 by 12 feet, as Jeanette just explained. And, yeah, Greece, Brazil, Kenya, and Luxembourg. Shots out. Very I, cool stuff. It, I always like, uh, although I understand the concerns, I'm always kind of like, whenever whenever councils are like, we want to see it first, I'm like, what do you think they're going to paint on there? Like, do you think it's just going to be like... Well, people... You know what? You know what I mean? No, I, like, can, I can see it from the Alderman's... <laughs> I can see it from the Alderman's perspective, because as an artist, like, a lot of artists, we don't feel constrained by... Well, I, I feel like I suggest, if you tell me to paint on a wall, sure, you might need to check with a brother, because okay. I might paint, you know... I mean, sure, but we also have a public art director too, who I'm sure would be like, "Okay, guys, so no, no right. genitalia." You should definitely trust right? the no, just... right. trust the professionals. <laughs> no, yeah, mm -hmm. right. I think you're okay. Like, right. I think we'll be okay because they got different rules in Amsterdam. That's true. Society yes. is is society is on a whole it's a different, different. It's a different place. Yeah, <laughs> never know. But like, oh, damn, goodness. don't go down that street. All I right. I mean, or do. <laughs> so the time is now 8.25 a.m. Um, okay. There's a lot of rallies going on for the, the uh, Reproductive Health Act or pro to protect it. No, what can you tell us well, about that? Well, yeah. So, okay. So there are abortion rights rallies happening uh, in both Aurora and Yorkville this weekend. Mm -hmm. So um, one is happening uh, 2 p.m. Saturday at Simmons Park up here in Aurora, and then the other one will be at 9.30 on Saturday at Town Square Park down in Yorkville. Uh, and they are both happening because That's they're... That's the new park. 
the is that the new park, park there in Yorkville? Oh, excuse, uh, I'm thinking of uh, Serenity Park, which is in Oswego. That's in Oswego. My bad. My yeah, bad. That one's that one came about last last year. Okay. Yeah. My bad. So this one, uh, or so the these rallies are um, coming because at this moment in time, the the new law down in Texas basically allows anybody to. Um, uh, to sue uh, or to accuse anybody of providing abortion services after just a few weeks of, of pregnancy. Six weeks. Six weeks of pregnancy, which mm -hmm. is the point by which most people don't even know yet right. that they're pregnant, or many people don't know yet that they're pregnant. Uh, so it's um, seen it as a, uh, a major assault on Roe versus Wade. Uh, there's another um, case that's coming out of Mississippi right now that's also going to be a challenge uh, to Roe versus Wade, and you're going to see them pop up in several states, uh, or coming out of several states probably over the next several months. So um, so they are rallies to uh, in, su in support of uh, the keeping uh, the right to abortion uh, available mm -hmm. to people across the country. Uh, what I just found interesting and what I think that many people maybe don't know, like I think that most people know that Illinois is sort of the liberal bastion of the Midwest when it comes particularly in the area of reproductive rights. You'd but, be surprised. Yeah, I don't think that everybody knows that, but I think like a lot of people know that like Illinois is more mm -hmm. liberal in this uh, than its surrounding right. states, right? Like Missouri Indiana. or something, right? So, um, uh, uh if if this is an issue that is near and dear to your heart, you should go and be out at the uh, at the rallies this weekend. But you should also know that in Illinois in 2019, we passed the um, Reproductive Health Act, and that makes abortion in Illinois a fundamental right. Um, and it requires that if health insurers cover anything related to pregnancy, that they must also cover abortion services. So um, and so it's just. Um, much more entrenched uh, in Illinois law than it is elsewhere. So I, you know, it's going to become. We aren't necessarily going to become a flashpoint of anything like you're seeing in Texas and Mississippi right now. Mm -hmm. But if uh, you know uh, what what is done to one is is done to all, right? So if if this is something near and dear to your heart, get out there and right. make some notes about it. Um, all right, couple of quick pieces of local news uh, that we'll get to our next topic. Um, so our dear friends of the told you guys told you guys about this starting on Monday, but uh, I want to put their word out there. They are friends of the show, the Air Classics Museum of Aviation out there in Ooh. Sugar Grove. Yeah, Steve Ports. Good morning the, to you, the Hank Winkler. Joke all in of Aurora. Them. Did you know there's an airport? There's an oh, airport. Yeah. <laughs> um, their next board meeting is October 23rd. It'll be at 8 a.m. Uh, so they have new hours. They are closed Monday through Friday, but they're open 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, COVID has really turned their world upside down. All of the staff not the planes, are though. right. All of the staff are older gentlemen. Um, so they were in the uh, I don't want to say target range, but uh, you know they a were they were highly they were highly COVID acceptable. Uh, One of their COVID. volunteers is a World War II veteran. Whoa! Yes, the man All was right. a pilot. Uh, he really has sure. to take care of himself. Anyway, um, however, on Saturdays and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., and group and private tours available by appointment are what they have been kicking butt in recently. <laughs> and they have a check this out, guys. Got a little bit of military history for you. 
So they have a UH-1H, better known as the Huey, the Huey. helicopter, <laughs> uh, multi-purpose utility aircraft famous for its service during the Vietnam War. Originally des designated Iroquois by the Army, the aircraft acquired the nickname Huey because of the original HU-TAC-1, TAC is a dash, helicopter utility, one military description. Uh, the one that they, the two aircraft that they have, number 16265 flew 1,375 hours from October 1969 to June 1971. Aircraft 16215 flew 874 hours from October 69 to April 71. Both are available for visitors to climb aboard and experience these articles of American history. It should be noted, Next, they do not navigate the streets of downtown Aurora very well. The helicopters. No, they don't. Because we've put them on floats before for the parade. We have. They, um, they kind of clog up the parade route. Next, I got to plug in this. And actually, after that, then Stuck we'll get back to the, the next corners. plug we got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole thing is they put, old. They put the, I mean, it's just they put it on the on the float bed, right? Mm -hmm. And then they turn a corner. And if you kind of miss, because it's got the big wide span, the wing, is it a wingspan? The, the thingies? Propellers? Yes. I am not winning today. Your degree is from, you went to, it, where'd you go? My degree is in religious studies. <laughs> the the twirly thing? The twirly, it's not, it's not aeronautical. But you know what, can, DJ, can you scratch it? But you know what, let me, um, <laughs> let me take but, that back because you, you lived in Vietnam. I did. For many years. Yes. So I, I will I'll I'll retract my joke and I would <laughs> I would stand with your uh your regional and country knowledge. I yes, I which don't, is much stronger I don't, than having to know about propellers. I don't know anything about military technology. That is true. I have been on top of the building where the like the well not the embassy, but the like the uh, on top of the um the palace down in Saigon. Uh, in Ho Chi Minh City, same mm -hmm. samezies, and then they've got the helicopter up there. You can see it. Yeah. Samezies, so. Ho Chi Minh City, and Ho Chi Minh Saigon? City and Saigon. It's ah. the same because it was called Saigon, and then after uh, the Battle of Hue. Yeah, at, well, after the we like left there, they're like, we're just gonna call it Ho Chi Minh City now. Y'all can't, y'all can travel. Yeah. Cultural studies. You're getting some history. Okay, listen. Stuff. Let me get back to the news though. Okay. Our friends of the Quad right. County Urban League are hosting. Oh wait, actually, scratch that. There it is. October 15th, Friday. Uh, it's going to be a great night. Mutual ground, black and white ball, 6 to 11 p.m., Hotel Arista, 2139 City Gate Lane in Naperville. Everybody see. has to wear either black or white or shades of black and white, including silver. Uh, we have the link for me. you to purchase tickets. That link will be in the chat for you uh, momentarily. And then invite last. eligible young lady. I look great in black or white. That's right. That's true. Fun um, date. Next, the uh, very last thing that we got to tell you guys about is October 8th. It's going to be a great day in the city of Aurora. Uh, that's going to be Bridge Bash 2021. Huh? Our dear friends of the Neighbor Project are hosting their great gala and fundraiser. Uh, there will be two locations for this party. The first will be 32 South Broadway, right across the street from the venue. The second, featuring live music and tasty food, will be outdoor in beautiful Monday Park. And the name of the band that's playing, if uh, I remember from my email inbox, is The Gatekeepers. Americana, Funk, and Soul, Ooh, I believe. If y'all want to check it out on the venue's website, feel free to do so. Shout out to our dear friends of The Neighbor Project. The time is 8.34 a.m. 8.30. So now... What else we got? Um, I saw 
You know, a man got bit by a bat. Did you read about that? <laughs> We're doing the bat thing. Okay. You heard about that, right? We're doing the bat thing. I heard about the bat you thing. You heard about the bat? Did any, did any of y'all out there hear about the bat? Okay. If you heard about the bat, put that in the chat. Ooh, scratch that real quick. Hold on. Yep, yep, okay. If you heard about the bat, put that in the chat. If you heard about the bat, put that in the chat. If you heard. If you heard. If you heard about the bat, put that in the chat. Oh, come on. Raps. Oh, what is happening this morning? Okay, so, yes. Uh, an elder man. And, and, okay, so we I, we just rapped about the bat thing, but now we're going to get serious for a second uh, because a fella, an elderly gentleman up in Lake County, died uh, this week after, um, uh, after being bitten by a bat who had rabies. Uh, and it is the first human case of rabies in Illinois in 67 years. We usually do pretty good um, on uh, rabies, uh, like preventing and treating rabies. Right. It's been a really long time. Um, it's still an issue like across the country. Um, but uh, apparently this fella had many bats living in his home. That had kind of created a colony. I saw you as know. The, as they do sometimes. Right. That's no. If you've got that's that's what they do. That's what bats do. Yeah. As you've got open, echolocation and colonies. Like if you've got <laughs> open windows or if you've got like you know holes in your roof or something, right? You got right. a way for bats to get in. They're like, oh, cool. They just like hang out. But then here's where the story gets weirder. Uh, he got bit by a bat. Like he woke up. With the bat on his neck, and I guess he like went to the doctor or something for it. Um, and they tested the bat for rabies, and they said you should probably go get treated for rabies. And then rabies. apparently he said, "Nah, I'm good." Right. And uh, he refused treatment. Yeah. That's where the story gets like weirder for me. Because, like, you get a bat in your house, okay, it, that happens. You get a whole colony of bats, okay, that's a little weird. You wake up with a bat on your neck. Girl, I would have died in bed <laughs> like, right thank there. You. I would have died. And like, if I would have woke up, because a bat is a big, a bat's not, it's a, I mean, it's a sizable animal they for your come hand. In different sizes, Girl, but if like, I would have If I would have woke up and pulled a bat, I would. <laughs> Like, what? Like, you would have died of shock, probably. Curtis Bobby died in his sleep. His heart just <laughs> gave out on him. Picked a bat off his neck. Like. Because that's what the movie is based on. All the, That's what happens in I, all of the, you I, wake up, the bites. Uh, yeah, right? Like, vampire, like, was it a, like, I would probably be, you know, I would probably be mildly freaked out that it's, like, actually a vampire, too. I'm just going to say that. Like, I would have started talking. I want to suck your blood. Not that I oh, necessarily believe in those things, but you know how, like, sometimes you just get, like, like, you know, when you don't believe in a thing, but then something happens and you're like, oh, but what if, right? Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Like, I, I was in church once and I saw this, like, smoke kind of coiling up from my friend Annie in church. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, Annie's on fire. And then I was like, oh, my God, like, the adversary is here. Like, there's some satanic stuff happening in, in the church, right? Right. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't believe in any of that. And I looked again, and Annie was vaping in church. <laughs> and I was like, Annie, what are you doing? Perfect, you know, like, perfectly, perfectly explainable. So I am just saying, you perfectly explainable. It was not Satan in my church. It right. was, it was just, you know, vaping. Um, because that's 
the thing we that's do. That's what you do. That's what you do. <laughs> you vape in church. It's all laid back congregation. Uh, but I just, so like, I feel like if a, I woke up with a bat on my neck, I, my brain would definitely go to vampire. I would have died immediately. I, yeah. They would have found me looking so bogus. Oh, well. <laughs> like, so... like, first of all, his <laughs> his drapes don't match his curtains. But <laughs> second of all, he had a massive heart attack and just oh, didn't goodness. come back. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So anyway, the um, back to the... T- Yes. Taking it serious again. Um, the the gentleman died uh, like a month later. Like yeah. it takes a while for the symptoms of rabies to set in. Right. And once they start to set in, it's fifty much, years. Much to fifty treat. years since the first first confirmed case of rabies in fifty years. Yeah. Amazing. So um, sixty seven years. Um, excuse me. All right. The, the time is the time is eight thirty nine. Accuracy on this show. A M. Right. Facts. So unless it comes to rap music, right? We can, Shut up! Then we can. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, here it go, right here. All right, so now. But, uh, yeah. I what heard. We let got me, let me make sure that I got this right. Uh huh. I heard that there's a new development coming in the land adjacent to and behind Calvary Church. Is that correct? Correct. So it's like extending Commons Drive. So like, get your mind wrapped around. We're over on the uh, far east side. Calvary is that really, really giant church down there on Route 59 that says it's Calvary of Naperville, but in fact is in Aurora. But we'll let it slide again because that's what we do on Route 59. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so it's it'll be kind of back... Behind there, it's hundreds of new townhomes. Um, they are, and they look very nice. They're gonna like two to three story townhomes. It'll be very similar to the Gramercy Square townhomes that are already over there. It's mm-hmm. the same developer. Um, and those are nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, so those, there was no mention in any of the um, documents uh, from like the plat and all that from this and from the development documents of how what the price point was going to be on these new townhomes, um, but uh, based on the ones that are currently there, um, they're about fifteen hundred square feet to twenty one hundred square feet. So not crazy, but but sizable for a townhome to mm-hmm. be sure. Um, and they're between two hundred and eighty and about three hundred fifty thousand dollars. That kind of gives you like a little bit of like letting your mind wrap around those things. And naturally, the neighbors are just up in arms. So right. um, there's a bunch of other <clears throat> housing developments around there. There's like I said, there's already townhomes or some single family homes around there, and people are have all of your typical. Um, but what about the traffic? What about the noise? Uh, yeah, because complaints. Montgomery Road takes you down by White Eagle. Mm-hmm. Then the train tracks are right there. You take a left. That's Normantown Road. You go back there. White White Eagle, which also refused to admit, acknowledge being in Aurora for many years. Right. Yes. So we threatened to shut off their water. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Salty. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like they used to advertise when they were being built. Like these are like the white white eagle, um, white eagle of Naperville, right? Even though like that subdivision straddles both Aurora and Naperville, so some of them mm-hmm. are in Aurora and some of them are in Naperville. And then um, the uh, the mayor at the time kind of got upset and uh, uh, 
um, threatened to turn off the water <laughs> to the neighborhood <laughs> until I started advertising as being an Aurora. So anyway, which which I personally love. But anyway, we're, so we're getting these townhomes. The folks, some of the folks next door uh, gave testimony like people typically do at these sort of things, complaining and saying like, I thought it was going to be a field. There's just an open field there. What do you mean we're putting in all these townhomes? And I just want to impress on anybody who's listening, uh, who lives in Aurora or nearby, uh, who lives near an open field, um, like, if you think that that open field is going to stay an open field, uh... Forever? Forever, I have news for you, and you're going to be very disappointed. Because, uh, just the way that development is moving, despite what the census says, which thinks that we have lost 10% of our population, which we all know to not be true, uh, development is continuing to happen here, like, crazy. <clears throat> right. Um, and so the, and what, what was the case... 20 years ago was, uh, you know, the development was happening out on the, like, outskirts of town, right? Like, you'd push, f push further west, and you'd have all those cornfields out west, and you'd start to see all these little, all these, like, neighborhoods, like, kind of pop up out of the cornfields, right? Mm -hmm. But as cities mature, and they end up kind of filling out their boundaries like that, what gets left is these, like, smaller pieces. And this one's not, like, a small piece either, This, but it's, like, kind of, like, it's surrounded by development on all sides. Yeah, I've seen the show. And when they are surrounded by development on all sides, that means that's point someone's gonna come in and develop it so all right now let's talk about the little the, so to the point about traffic and access to the mm -hmm. church uh so the development also has an access point to the cavalry church property that will be gated with the gate closed most of the time mm -hmm. the access will be opened by church officials when needed as an additional place for traffic to enter and exit the church parking lot through the subdivision while the access would be used seven days a week the most traffic using that back exit at entrance is by now excuse me, an entrance now is by far between two services at the church on Sunday. Officials also guaranteed that on the deeds of all purchasers, there will be notice of the church traffic and the development. That came at the insistence of Alderman Patty Smith of the 8th Ward, whose ward includes Chelsea Manor. She said she wanted to make sure the information about that traffic flow is included in contracts for purchasing the townhouses. There is no park in the Chelsea Manor development because the Fox Bay Park District already has one in Gramercy Square. The time is 8.44 a.m. I really appreciate the um, the forethought of, like, let's let people know that we're going to open the gates and on Sunday morning there's going to be traffic jam on your street. Like, Word up. Because somebody would complain. Because right. people will complain. Why doesn't it say that in my housing agreement? But, well, but here's... Here's where I'm kind of like, but is this really going to work? Because I can tell you that the day that I went to go close on my home many, many moons ago, uh, the, like, the stack of papers they give you, if you're not watching live on the camera right now, it's like it, it's like the size of my fist, like high. It's like a big, it's like hundreds of pieces of paper. And you're just, and they're like, sign this one, initial this one, sign this one, initial this one. And I'm like, what am I signing? And they're like, oh, that just means there's lead in there. Oh, that just means that this is, this is going to kill you. Oh, that means that you can't sue us. Oh, that means, and you're like, Bleh. like, and it's like, right. and, the, and like, I literally, my real estate agent or whoever was like, 
giving me the like the mortgage or whatever to sign and I saw like the actual price tag of like how much the house was going to cost me with all the interest over 30 years and she's like don't look at that number just sign down here and I was like no <laughs> like so I'm not sure that the uh addendum that says oh by the way your parking's going to suck on Sunday mornings or like your traffic's going to suck on Sunday mornings is, is necessarily going to be like at the top of the minds of all of the people who are like signing their lives away to buy these homes right um, but i do like that there's an, at least an attempt there but what i think this whole story gets at for me is kind of like when you're considering buying a place uh look around the place where you're buying and just kind of have it like um Look with a more careful eye because the field that's there now is not like look with an eye to the future because the field that's there now is not going to be a field. The church that's there now is going to generate traffic like the, you know, like the school that's there seems convenient when your kids in, uh, uh, in high school, but then is like a pain in the butt when uh uh, your kid has graduated and there's a million kids like parking their cars because they've run out of parking spots at the high school. You know, whatever it is, like, like think if if there's a thing that's really going to bug you, like think about that before you buy your place. That's it. That's my rant. Like, the time is eight. Just don't expect things to stay the same forever. Right. The only constant in life is change. It's change. That's correct. That's true of development too. Yeah. So... I want all of you people to listen. We already listened, but I, already, I want you to. Here. We're the captive audience <laughs> at this point. Not really, because they could want, turn us off at any point when they get annoyed. I, I want you to understand that all that you see can change in the blink of an eye. That blink of an eye may be some months to years, but it can change. Things don't always stay the same. Okay, Jennifer this has Ryan been your Mayton. moment of Zen. Jennifer <laughs> Ryan Mayton, yes, uh, went to Ricky Martin last night. Whoa, Shouts what? Shout out, Jennifer Ryan Mayton. Looked like y'all had a good time. That's still a thing. By La Mose. Let the rhythm take you over by La Mose. I know that song. Yo, Kiano. That's all I know. By La Mose. <laughs> it goes into Spanish music a lot. So, y'all just thank you. See, it's real in the back. I see you in the back. I see you. Okay, um, quick local news, real quick, real quick, real oh quick goodness. with this. Um, Wait, so our concert's a thing again? We're going to Ricky Martin? I was at a concert, right? Hey, I said the time is 8.48. I, they was on a date night. Bad. That's Date night is what's, date night is a thing still. Good job. That will never end. So whether oh, you're doing it virtual in quarantine, and you got your mask on, and you're doing the Ooh. butterfly thing with the, that's all right. The bu the butterfly thing? Do you mean like an Eskimo? Oh, that's the, uh, yeah, that's the. The nose is the Eskimo kiss, Eskimo right? Kiss. Okay. So I was talking about the fabric in between the lips. But anyway, I, oh. the Aurora Regional Fire Museum will host its fourth annual Community Hero Day from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. tomorrow at museum, or excuse me, at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum, 53 North Broadway in Aurora. Community Hero Day is a free community event that will feature touch a truck area with vehicles from over a dozen community organizations. Additionally, families will have an opportunity to interact with 14 community partners and 11 craft vendors. Some of the uh, vehicles include Weston Sons Towing, the Illinois Tollway, PepsiCo, Illinois Army National Guard, and Kane County EMA. And I want to just say, you know, it's interesting. The Illinois Tollway is going to be there 
There'll be heroes tomorrow. But let the gate go down a little bit too slow or you got man. 85 cents less on the toll. Then they cussing you out. Okay. Oh, man, you take no. about that. I so, love the tollway. So keep the same energy tomorrow. And when you see these people at the tollway, when you're going to Chicago or something like no, that, no, just no. keep that same energy. Don't treat these people mean. I've seen people treat these people the toll mean. I, I, You know, I love the tollway. Can I just tell you? Uh, like I have an unnatural like uh, affection for the tollway because like yeah it sucks when you're commuting and you're stuck on it right mm -hmm. but once upon a time uh, my I got a flat tire on the tollway which was terrifying because you're going so fast right and then it just like, like pops and right. then, like you know and you're like what like, you've got to like death 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 yeah you're like swerving big over ass truck death <laughs> and. Then and you get was, out, it's like death. And it was late at night, death, death, death. and I'm on 294. <laughs> Shit is mad scary. There's death all around <laughs> me. And um, this, uh, but like when you're on the toll lake, one of the things that your tolls pay for is the little I help truck. Yeah. Like that comes and mm -hmm. they'll fix your tire like for you right there. And I don't even think I was charged for it. I think I think maybe he just put on my spare for me. And like he was just this nice like. Uh, South Chicago fella had an accent, like kind of like my dad's side of the family, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he made fun of me uh, for being completely underdressed for the winter weather. And I was like, all right, fair enough, because I'm like the idiot who's stuck out there with not a lot of gas to like keep my car warm and broke down and like like everything that people, high heels. I yeah, I, I was not in heels. I like, don't think, but yeah. like you know, skirt in the winter sort of thing. Uh, like everything they tell you not to do when you're motoring, right? Um, and he fixes it, and then I'm on my way, and it didn't really, it didn't cost me. Anything. I was like, "What? What just happened?" <laughs> I uh, I got a friend who works for a, a major tow company in Naperville, which the name I will not spit at the moment. Gabriel Bradford's here. Good morning, Gabriel Bradford. But um, he's a bigger, heavy set, really heavy guy, so he's not very deft and sneaky. Agile. Like he 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 can't get into stuff and uh -huh. really get yeah. So um, it's not sly. So like he used to. We, we worked out a thing where, like, I'd work with him from, like, midnight until, like, five, four or five in the morning. Mm -hmm. And he'd pay me to get in those places he can't get to to peep and see if what light is on so he could get the car hooked up and get out of that there. That is too funny. You know? So, oh, so it was, like, a repo operation? Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. It yeah, was I've awesome. been on my fair share. before social media, though. So, But anyway, we helped out a lot of ladies jobs. on the – we helped out a lot of people on the highway. Mm -hmm. And it was insane. People are in dire straits. Because yeah, people are not prepared. They're not. Like, I am not prepared. <laughs> like, I mean, thank God that cell phones exist, right? right. Like, but, uh, yep. yeah. But no, that was cool, though. I might make a podcast just about that. About like, you repoing? Yeah. I, the, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting job. No, when I was. I swear. When I was a kid, my dad was a repo guy. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, like, if you didn't have two people. Cause you gotta you gotta have two people, right? You gotta have one to go yeah. get to take the car back, and one to take yeah. the car you gotta, back. You gotta you go have there. your scoper. You, you gotta, gotta scope. Two, yep. You'd have two people, and so like <laughs> sometimes like if there was no other person, my mom would like go and like drive the family car back. Yeah. Which, but if both my parents were doing that, then I had to go with. So I'd be like sleeping in the back of the car. Well, my mm -hmm. dad would be like breaking into cars to take back. It was insane. <laughs> like who does that? It was a wild. That was a pretty good, pretty good thing. <laughs> like. All right. Uh, the time is anyway. eight fifty three a.m. So the last thing we got to talk about is the East River School District recently approved new five year contracts and include pay hikes with the union and represent teachers, support staff, 
and office staff. Did I say hi to Jennifer Ryan Maiden already? You did. I did. She went to the Ricky Martin. That's right. Yeah, damn. My fault. Tracy Duran says she'll be at the Aurora Regional Fire Museums all day tomorrow, so she better see y'all. That's a threat from a person who's <laughs> down and dedicated, and she'll write about you, too. She'll make you famous. Uh, we had the Tollway guys help with the fi fire, too. They didn't charge since they yeah. were already paying through the toll. Shouts out. Yeah. Bill Peterson's I, yeah. here. The Tollway is great, guys. Like, don't. I, like I, Karen Caputo, good morning. I now love the Tollway. So. Word. Bianca Camargo, good morning. Aisha Saxon going, yeah, everybody's. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. good. I'm going to make sure I don't miss nobody. That's. <sighs> care about my people. Care about my people. If I see a name and I, you know, sometimes I get, to, you know, Sally Bice, all our people. I mean. Uh -huh. You know, my mom did because this ain't no pot. This is not a. My mom was really community upset show. that she couldn't figure out how to listen live now. So, but she doesn't. She there's no mom in the there's chat. There's no mom in the chat yet. She'll get there. She'll Anna Sierra, it what's up? Faith. What's happening, Anna Sierra? <laughs> okay, um, so let's do this. Oh yeah, so yeah. East Aurora, uh, they signed a contract. It seems like a pretty normal contract. They're getting pay raises. They are um, first year five point seven percent. Uh, pay increase 2.5% on average for the next few years, 3% um, on average in the final year. Um, everyone seems happy with it. That's great. We've got teachers who are happy, support staff happy, kids going to school, all good, right? I do just, like, I just come back to you every time, every time that one of these public contracts comes up, I'm kind of like, why is there no mention of merit-based pay, though? Like, why are we not, like, because teachers do, like, hard work, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they work so hard and even that like every one of them but even then you still have those teachers who are like crazy good and go above and beyond and like you know like and the kids love them and all of these things and you would think that we would find ways uh, in the contract to offer flexibility to reward them a little more right like because yeah. i work harder when i know like there might be you know a carrot at the end of the you know like you know carrot stick but i prefer the carrot right right <clears throat> I don't know. I would just really like to see more merit-based pay kind of built into some of these these contracts or the option for it anyway. All right. So um, so here's the thing. The contract is between East Aurora Council IFT, AFT Local 604, and the East Aurora Board of Education. The agreement is retroactive to July 1st, 2021 and ends June 30th, 2020. Six. Now, here's the thing. According to District Superintendent Jennifer Norell, she says, quote, it is a testament on both sides of the level of trust we have for each other. End quote. Both sides were in agreement that the previous salary schedule was, quote, inherently flawed, end quote, with no logic for built in increases. That's according to district officials. But according to Dr. Jennifer Norell, quote, our goal was to develop an equitable salary schedule. We completely replaced the old salary schedule with a new one. Here comes the new boss. Same as the old boss. What song is that from? I'll tell you what. The first person who could tell me what song that is, I'll give you a Good Morning Aurora sticker. You got to come here to get the it, sticker. though, because we got a studio. Yeah, what song is that? I need to see that song in the chat. Here comes the old boss. Same, or here comes the new boss. I remixed it myself. Oh boy. Same as the old boss. What song is that? Come on. Who are you? I need that person. Come, You can come here to get your sticker, and you get a picture in the desk. All of it. Let me know. The time is now 8.57 a.m. Okay, the last thing before we go. Um, More First Fridays? 
We yes, didn't even get to yes. where we're going. Well, uh, give us more First Friday. Altiro, Stoke, Diesel Arts, Basically, Benton. everybody who has a place in downtown is going to be open doing things. So Gary Brown Art, Stu Art Gallery and Studio on Broadway is going to have its Sundown Light Show um, and Randy Myers Art Lamps. Uh, Artisan Loft Gallery on Stolp, 2 South Stolp will be open. They'll have a gallery night. Super Jumbo uh, on 102 East Galena. What is that? It's 102 East Galena? Super Jumbo. Um, They're having a Halloween show featuring art and live printing of exclusive t-shirts and trick-or-treat bags. And I don't know what that is, but I guess I'm going to find out. Yeah, um, the intersection escapes me at the moment. Yeah, and uh, French 75 is going to be open, too. So that's that's the new one, the new gallery and that lounge. That just celebrated their grand opening yeah, the other day. Yeah, just opened. So they're going to have raffles. They'll have discounted cocktails. I like cheap booze. Uh, and then so, and some art. Um, that's at 56 East Galena from 5 to 9. And the flip side of French 75 is Society 57. See, they like swapped numbers. It's not. Zenloft. Nobody have coordinated vendors, that. Belly dancing and live music. Hey, Emily, are you at Zenloft right now? Are you there right now? Emily, let me know in the chat. Get and in also, the chat. I got two stickers to get away because we got two people, and I love them both. Cheryl Brownell and Emily Bow won't get fooled again by the who. Yes. Yeah. Guess what? Yes. That's right. Two stickers. Cheryl Brownell, Emily Bow, your stickers are here for you. The time is now. What time is it now? I don't know. 859. 859. Yeah. We got, there's even Allie more. Alan Hernandez is here. Buenos dias. Good morning to you. Kids okay to go to Zenloft? Are kids okay to bring to Zenloft? Emily, can you let us know? The chat talking to each other. This is going Girl, crazy. It's going nuts. All right, listen. Um, we so, got, there's plenty of other things. Society 57's yes. got cocktails and uh, Ain't No Grave Black Women Rising Fine Art by Danny mm -hmm. Larson. So that's an art exhibit. There's uh, Art Comes Live, a teen art exhibition at Gallery 1904. They're basically, like, if you go downtown Aurora tonight, you will trip over art and live music and things to do, and you should just be down there. We will yes, be down there. Anna Sierra. Um, yes, kids are available to, able to be brought to Zenloft. Take them there. Perfect. Um, Emily, Monica and I are going to swing by. We got to meet you in 15. Well, so if you're going to be there, Emily, we're, we're coming after the show. We're walk, we, we coming over there. See, that's the realness. Can you scratch me real quick? See, that's the realness. <laughs> This ain't, we, of a podcast we, we are the com come that on. is centered on uh, a community that is centered around a on a small a tight knit uh, downtown of about six square blocks where everybody knows everybody. <laughs> Emily welcomes all. She is awesome. Has magic hands. Shouts out. True story. All right, so guys, this has been a great episode. Uh, and a heck of a week. We hope that you guys all have a fantastic weekend. Go out there and enjoy what's going on. Get ready for October 8th to celebrate with our Friends of the Neighbor Project uh, at Venue in beautiful Monday Park. Uh, it's going to be a great day for our community and a way to give back to those helping to end homelessness. Mm -hmm. uh, also, please subscribe to the show on YouTube. Uh, could, could you put it's the down, chat? Could you put there. the link to our YouTube channel in the chat, por favor, please? Uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Thank you to our new patron, Bizzle Tizzle 
Pizzle. Ah, uh, the BTP. Can you use the chat for the class for a Bizzle Tizzle, please? Yes. BTP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I want to say next week, something new is coming. So y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned. And you know how we do, you guys. I hope that you guys have a great, beautiful, positive weekend. Subscribe to the show, Spotify, everywhere. Take care of yourself. Uh, and each other? Yes. Adios, girl.